Welcome to Career Tools. Today's topic, part one of our two-part series on disagreeing with your boss. Here we go. I'm glad we're getting to this cast because I think folks often get confused between giving feedback to your boss, disagreeing with your boss, brainstorming with your boss ad infinitum. So it's, yes. it's time we talk about disagreeing with your boss. And it really is okay to disagree with your boss until, of course, it's not okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Here's a quiz uh, regarding disagreeing with your boss. First, your boss has just come from a meeting and wants to discuss ways to implement his boss's decision. His boss thinks it should be done X way. Your boss wants to do it a different way, way Y, let's say. You think X is better, right? You, you agree more with your boss's boss than your boss. Would you tell him or would you agree with him? Or would you be politically correct and simply offer no opinion and let them argue? That's one question. So stop the tape. Well, it's not taping. <laughs> stop your MP3 player. Think about this and answer it. And and do that for each of the next couple of questions, and your experience will be better. Yeah. Uh, B, your boss wants you to change a process. You, thinks it's, you think it's fine as it is. Would you make your case? Is it just easier to agree? Or would you agree and then act slowly? Would you essentially act as if you agree and then act slowly, not really putting your best effort behind the implementation of the chain, process change? Yeah, interesting idea. Uh, okay. Yeah. And C, your boss is on a committee who is implementing a process change, and they have reworked it pretty much start to finish. Now, you have to change what your team does. It's going to be hard work, and some of which you don't agree with, and you see challenges. What do you tell your team? Frankly, in our experience, when we posit situations like that to professionals and so on, most newer professionals would probably answer the same to each of these scenarios. And when we say the same, we mean because they're basing it on their, their personality and their temperament. And yet those situations are all different and allow you different ability to agree and or disagree. There are some general guidelines that we need to know if we're going to be effective and avoid looking either naive or unprofessional when it comes to disagreeing with our boss. So, so how would somebody come up with the appropriate answer, the way to answer each of these various scenarios. Do we have any guidelines for that? Yeah, sure. Um, we, we, yeah, yeah. It's not like it's, it's career tools or anything. So we have six key points. Number one, never disagree with your boss in public. And we mean that. Number two, never say, I disagree. There are better ways to do it. Number three, brainstorming and having different ideas about something are not disagreeing. Number four, disagree early and not late. Number five, disagree when planning, but not when acting generally. And number six, it is unprofessional to disagree with your boss while you are in private with others. Good. Okay. Now let's, let's go to the first one. Never disagree with your boss in public. Now that sounds pretty straightforward and makes sense to a lot of folks. 30 years ago, frankly, when, when my dad was managing his department, people said, you know, never disagree with your boss, period, ever, right? Right, um, yeah. And, and But today that sounds, hmm, I don't know. I suspect that a lot of newer folks today 
um, entering the workforce would say that's that's not appropriate anymore. You know, it, it's funny. Um, we don't want to send the message that disagreeing is a problem. We're not making a blanket proposition for not disagreeing, for simply going along because someone's your boss. We're absolutely not doing that. We don't want to send that message. But let's make the clear distinction. We're going to say it differently. Never disagree with your boss in public, right? That's what we mean. Disagreement is fine. It's good. It's effective. It's appropriate. Younger professionals right now in the workforce are being taught much more to question, to to uh, challenge, to go their own way. And there's nothing wrong with that. Any good idea, any really good idea can withstand a tug of war with other ideas will come out on top. And so there's nothing wrong with engaging in healthy discussions about the value of an idea. The problem sometimes is, and, and this is not what this cast about, but a younger professional says, oh, I'm supposed to speak up. I'm supposed to speak out. And they may, in fact, be working for somebody who didn't do that and sees their their speaking up as being challenging or fomenting disagreement. And that's probably not the case. Sometimes it is, but it's probably not the case. But that's really not what we're getting at here. We're suggesting in organizations, large and small, there is an effective way to disagree. And rather than simply seeing yourself as challenging ideas and, and being standing up for the truth and so on, and then finding yourself in a bit of hot water because a lot of thought has gone into other people's ideas and maybe not a lot of thought has gone into your disagreement with them, uh, we would like to keep you from making the mistakes that we and others made when we did not know exactly how to disagree. Right. And this, this is not a moral or ethical argument, right? We're not saying that bosses don't have to or shouldn't have to take um, criticism or disagreement. Right, no. Right? But we, we'd love it if that, you know, we'd love it if that's the way it, that way it worked. But it, unfortunately, it doesn't. And right. so we're just, we're saying disagreement is okay. We're just saying be smart about it, right? Yeah, it's good. It's fine. It's appropriate. There is, the key is there is a time and a place to disagree directly with our bosses and in public is not the place. And so, like you say, disagreement is okay. Just be smart about it and do it in the right context. And public is not the right context, right? The proscription we're suggesting derives in a similar way from our guidance, never give feedback to your boss, okay? We're not saying that there aren't bosses out there who cultivate input from their directs. Uh, and they do it regularly. They, they're professional about it. They respond well to it. Um, we're just saying we can't be certain that your boss is that way. And because we can't be certain about that, uh, but we can be certain that your boss has power over you, we simply recommend you don't give feedback to your boss. Now, frankly, most of the bosses who ask for feedback aren't asking for feedback. What they want is input. They want comments. And they want suggestions and recommendations. Okay, so why do we recommend it? Mean, okay, we say it's, you know, it's harmful. It's not the right way to do, but, but why? G give us some examples of why. Yeah, first... Because there are other times you can disagree where your disagreement is more likely to be seen as helpful rather than destructive, okay? Imagine you're a boss and one of your directs disagrees with a well-thought-out point of view. Imagine they do so in public shortly after they were in a meeting with you and they said nothing in the meeting. Let's assume for a moment the meeting was about the topic they're disagreeing with you on. I mean, isn't it fair to say 
whether we're, whether it's accurate or not, we're, we're not really asking. Isn't it fair to say that your boss could feel that you are intentionally disagreeing in public with them for some benefit to you that only occurs when you do so in public, right? Yeah, it's not an unreasonable conclusion. I've seen it many times before. I, I frankly, as a boss, I've thought it before, I must admit. <laughs> Although it may not be true. It may not be true. It it could be true, right? So some bosses are going to draw that conclusion. And we'd bet it's a higher percentage than most directs would guess. We don't want you disagreeing for the right reasons and being made note of because you did so in the wrong, in the public context. Okay, now, now, wait a second, you say, right? You say, suppose I didn't have a meeting right before. I don't mean to disagree in public per se, It's just that we're talking about it for the first time, and it happens to be in public, and aren't we supposed to be batting ideas around and so on? And our answer is, well, we know you mean well, and and we understand your position, and you're still wrong. (laughs) The the fact is, you're wrong, and, and, and you did have a private opportunity to share your concerns, even if it wasn't in a meeting, and you didn't take it. How? How's that? By email. Right? Everybody talks about email. Oh, they've got so much email. They talk, oh, I do so much email. And then when we can use it to our advantage, when we can use it to, pro- to, to provide something uh, not in public, we, we ignore it and we want to use a public forum to, to air our differences. Look, you could have written a brief note, explained your concerns and your doubts, but you didn't. You chose to air your concerns in public. Now, look, you may be doing it as nice as pie, and, and we'll recommend a couple of ways to do it as nice as pie here shortly. But what if I didn't get any advance notice? So I go to the meeting. I have no advance notice. This idea is thrown out there with which, with which I disagree. I can't send an email before the meeting in this case. Right. We'll talk in a little bit about things you could say. You know, you, you can ask questions, and it's a matter of tone. But look, you could have waited to say something by email, privately, or even ask for a meeting afterwards and, and, and put your thoughts together a little bit. And we're not suggesting that this is true in all cases. There are times when the boss will say, anybody have any thoughts about this? And because of our other recommendations, it would certainly be fine to share, here are my concerns, or here are my thoughts, or here are my questions. That's fine. But if you're disagreeing, if you're saying, I disagree, or in your head, you're thinking you disagree, and doing so in public, when the decision has already been made, that's generally a good distinguisher. We'll talk about that in a minute as well. Then if you're disagreeing, uh, and you're doing so in public, uh, you're probably undermining the strength of your disagreement because bosses believe you're doing it because you're in public rather than because you disagree with the idea and it just happens to be in public. Right. Yeah. They think you're trying to look smarter or you're yeah. trying to assert some power, which frankly you don't have. Um, they, yeah. they make up all sorts of reasons why you're disagreeing in public. Yeah. Which, which brings us to the second reason, which is what do you gain by disagreeing in public? If you've never been a boss, you haven't had the feeling of delivering some news to your team and having one of them say, well, I disagree with you, or I disagree with it, or I disagree with that. Believe it or not, with all the power your boss has, it's still disconcerting to be challenged. In most meeting situations, the moment one person disagrees, bosses see it as them versus the entire team, or else them versus you, with everyone watching, okay? And the problem is everybody's watching. The success of manager tools, our other cast, proves that many, many, many managers don't have their jobs perfectly nailed down. They are at times uncertain about things. 
disagreeing public is a direct challenge to a boss, right? Now it's a conflict. Now you're in conflict with your boss. And most folks in that room will only see a situation where there'll be one winner and one loser because that's how they see conflict. If you don't work for a boss who's daft, who's careful, she may choose to use her role power to win. Now, look, maybe you'll think that her using her role power to squelch the argument somehow proves you were right on the merits and that she had to resort to a power play. Okay, well, maybe you're right. And maybe your point really isn't that good. And she knows it, right? Maybe she doesn't have time to go through a complex rationale. Maybe everyone else is already on board because she pre-briefed them, but not you, knowing you disagree. Maybe everyone seems to to her at the time to be positive about it, and she doesn't want to waste their time in the meeting. Maybe she spent days thinking about this, and it seems that your your response is somewhat reflexive. Yeah. Let me take the manager's side here for a second, because, you know, I've been in this situation. It's uncomfortable. But what if what if I'm doing the professional thing and briefing my organization on an organizational decision that I didn't make? Right. So I'm briefing it. I'm doing it the professional way. I'm briefing it as if it's my own, but it wasn't my decision. And you yeah. don't know it. Right. Right. That is something that many, many people, uh, causes many people to stumble in this situation. Right. Because essentially what you're saying is I'm arguing with your bosses. If you're my boss, I'm arguing with your boss's decision. Yeah. And I got no leeway. Right. You I, got no I, I got leeway. nowhere to right. go. Right. Maybe you could spend time convincing me, but maybe you don't have all the information you need. Or maybe you really don't agree with your boss's idea and you're just taking the professional approach and I'm putting you in an awkward position. And so it's going to be easier for you based on a number of different scenarios just to just say, well, sorry, this is what we're doing. And all of this is presented, folks, to help you see that here are possible scenarios. Hopefully, this is enough to let your idea of disagreeing in public die the death of a thousand cuts. Okay, We're not recommending you don't disagree. We recommend you be smart about your disagreeing. Okay, So let's take another situation, right? Um, two, two different scenarios. One is we have some time to reply in private, either by email or in a private sit-down or in a phone call. Surely we can agree that if we do have the time to do so not in public, we would take advantage of it, right? Yeah, that seems easy. Right. You have time to think about it, yet you put together a case and you make it. Fair enough. We'd encourage you to make that case, no question, okay? But the second scenario is you're presented with an idea or a directive or a change or a new initiative without an advance notice, right? And you you try, you, you, you make the case in your head uh, to us that you don't have time to air your concerns in private. Okay, fine. We disagree, but we'll continue with the thought experiment here. If you haven't had any time to consider the topic in question, and your boss has, what makes you think that your disagreement is going to be well thought out enough, or thought of by others as well thought out enough, to hold water? Or isn't it possible that your concerns are not yet fully thought through, might well be delivered in a less than a persuasive way, in front of a bunch of others with a boss who has a well-thought-out argument but may very well not want to bury you with all the data they have to suggest that you're wrong and then make you look really bad and at the same time make the boss look bad because it may be perceived that that's a power play when in fact it's a simple case of we've thought about this for months and months and months 
we know that it causes you to have a change you don't really like, but that doesn't mean that your disagreement with us on the spur of the moment in front of others is the effective way to be. Well, you just don't get, I'm, I'm just that much smarter than my boss. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And look, when I learned this lesson from several of my mentors and bosses uh, over a period of time, you know, I always wanted to come back and say, wait, 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 I'm not disagreeing. I'm just asking questions. I'm, I'm probing. I'm trying to understand. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, sure. Sure you were. <laughs> yeah. And, and what we find is that's what people say. But in fact, bosses and peers don't agree with that. And the problem here is one of tone and intent and delivery. Okay. Look, again, it's completely okay to disagree. It's okay to ask questions. It's okay to probe. It's okay to have doubts and to share them. You may be saying to yourself, yeah, I, I want to know more. Yeah, more information will help me be a better actor with this stuff we're going to be talking about, right? That's fine. But that's not disagreement. Asking questions is fine and, and will suggest ways to do so, right? But if your intent and your tone is based on a mental state, which is, I don't like this idea, this plan, this initiative, this project, this change, whatever. Your questions, based on that mental state, are likely to be perceived as disagreement. Now, look, we know this is a judgment call, right? And we, we can't be sure. And a lot of times I've said, well, I sat in a meeting and it was pretty clear to me and everybody else in the room were disagreeing. And the person said, no, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. Well, okay. So we offer a simple recommendation. If you're not certain, you're not against something right? If you're not certain you're not against it, it's possible and maybe even likely that your questions are going to be seen as disagreement, right? You have to be certain that you're not against something. Certain you're not against it. Not saying you're certain you're for it, but you're certain you're not against it before we recommend you ask questions and, and deliver them in public in a way that will not redound to you negatively. It's, it's okay to have questions, but maybe the context for sharing them, if you're not certain you're not against it, maybe the context for sharing them ought not to be in public. Yeah. Look, frankly, I'm generally smarter than my boss and, you know, 99.9% .9 of the time I'm right. Right. And so I, I went out and isn't it, isn't it important that we get the right things done here in the organization? Yeah. Yeah. Look, if you're nearly always right when you disagree with your boss, being right will be no defense when you're fired for being contentious and not being a team player. Being right is no defense. That's the point of this cast, to help you understand that rightness and wrongness are not where this battle of disagreement is fought. Maybe it should be. Maybe the right idea should always be the one that gets implemented, but it's not always the case. But really, it's not a question of right or wrong. It's a question of being smart right as opposed to being dumb right. We're not saying you're wrong. You may, your ideas may be right all the time. But if you air them in public, and if you act as if you're right, and the other person's idea is wrong, you're going to be, be perceived as not a team player. And that's less likely. Oh, there's one in a million boss who will say, wow, this guy always has the right ideas. Let's promote him twice, and he can be my boss. But, but the vast majority of the time, you will be seen as being a stick in the mud or being acting smarter than everybody else. And you could have gotten your your ideas traction and helped the organization and move things forward if you'd have disagreed in the right context in private, away from other people and not showing up the boss. And the fact that it should be about right and wrong ideas doesn't change the fact that it is not 
about right and wrong ideas. Right and wrong ideas. Now, if you want to make it about right or wrong ideas, deliver your right idea in a way that's most persuasive. And what we're recommending when it comes to bosses is the most persuasive way is in private. Right. And by the way, it's not like I've ever had this problem before. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I had. I don't yeah. want to go into the entire story. I've shared it on, I think, probably Manager Tools cast. But I had a very smart boss who changed my career tra- trajectory, Louise Charles. If you're listening, Louise, thank you. And she said to me one time, she said, stop focusing on being right and start focusing on being effective. And yep. being right is not always effective. That's exactly right. It's the, that, That's the sign of a professional. The sign of, uh, of an intellect is the person who wants to be right. And there are a lot of them out there. Some of you listening, you high C's, um, some of you high D's in the world. And both Mike and I are high D's and we, we cut our teeth on this problem before. We both think of ourselves as reasonably intelligent. The difference between an intellect and a, and a professional, an intellect wants to be right and a professional wants to be effective. The professional's completely comfortable being wrong and getting better results. The intellect is not. And organizations are not rewarded in the marketplace or over history for being right, they're rewarded for being effective. And please, please don't don't accuse us of unethical behavior. We're not suggesting effectiveness that you can you can be wrong all the time and, and be effective, uh, or that you can cheat and be effective and profitable. We're not saying that. We're simply saying that too many of us as professionals in our careers have choices between rightness and effectiveness, and too many of us choose rightness. And, and it gives us an enormous dr- th- thrill of energy. I'm right. I know it. I have moral superiority. You know, moral superiority doesn't show up in the balance sheet. Uh, and, and, and moral superiority doesn't help in your relationships with other people. We don't want to make this just about profit. It's also about relationships with other people in your organization. Moral superiority does not improve relationships with other people. Now, we have an interesting side note we want to share here regarding the managerial perspective on disagreements. We may very well, this may very well become a cast and manager tools, but for now, we just wanted to share our perspective on it a little bit from the manager side. And this will be, I think it's helpful from a career perspective. Most bosses folks would probably say they don't want to be shown up by one of their directs who's disagreeing with them in public, say at a meeting or in a normal conversation, right? But that is really a short-sighted view for managers to have. It's actually corrosive. And if you're a manager, we're speaking to you, but, but this is also a career tools cast, obviously, right? We don't know that that many managers who take time out to brief their teams fully on what's going on on everything and what their take on various issues are. Great managers do, um, but, but we don't know that many managers who do it regularly. They don't pre-wire their positions with the team before they share them with the organization. What this means is that directs often just don't know what the boss's position is, right? As complex as our work can be in the modern world we live in, it seems crazy to assume that our directs will instinctively know or intuit what our position is on any given topic. So if that's the case, if if they don't know, if our directs, if if I'm a manager and my direct doesn't know, that creates inevitable conflict, right? And you say, gosh, that... Why then would a boss tamp down disagreement when it's inevitable because he or she is the one that's keeping me from knowing the things I need to know to help me agree with him? And the reason we think for many, many managers is managers are fearful. I felt it before. And look, fear and power go together. And when we're worried that others might think we don't run a tight ship or that our directs are talking out of school, we send a message that we believe our power is being challenged. 
And we punish, you know, very, very slightly probably, we punish the disagreement. But if you're a manager, listen up. When one of our directs does speak out, folks, your, your power is not being challenged. There are cases where people are trying to challenge you. But look, and, and by power here, we mean role power. One of the three sources of power or influence in organizations, the other two are relationships and expertise. But managers, listen, listen to this. Your role power can never be challenged. From the manager tool side of the, the house, we'd argue that far from reflecting poorly on a manager, a direct who disagrees sends a message that the manager is confident enough to handle conflict. Again, that's inevitable. Conflict's inevitable, unless everybody knows everything because we spend all our time telling them everything. A manager who, who sees someone disagree and allows it is secure in their role power, right? And what's interesting about this point is this point is counterintuitive to most managers, but normal for executives. Most executives are much more comfortable with their managers or their directors or their junior executives disagreeing with them. So if you're struggling, if you're at a, if you've climbed up the managerial S curve, but you're not on the executive S curve or you're wondering about that, think about that for a while and maybe you'll get a sense of why your career is slowing down. If you're tamping down disagreement, that is a manager move rather than an executive move. If, if we punish the disagreement that, that our directs have with us, we're corroding the underlying willingness of directs to provide new ideas, which are different than ours. Managers won't get the results we want if we punish public disagreements and we still expect directs to be creative and risk-taking when we're planning or brainstorming in private. Too many directs don't make that distinction between public and private. All they remember is disagreement is punished, right? And we don't help them when we simply punish as opposed to obviously giving some feedback that clearly delineates what we didn't like about the conflict they created in this public forum. If we don't say conflict's fine and then behave that way, and then also say, but the context was wrong, context was wrong, the conflict is going to be the thing that goes away. They're just going to go along and agree. And what's going to happen is you're going to be told yes a bunch of times. And, and when you needed to be told, stop, 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 this is really going to be a train wreck, you're not going to hear it. So it's just a little aside for managers. I didn't know this when I was 22, 23, 25, maybe even 30. And I've learned it maybe the hard way. I don't know. Maybe everybody else learns it the hard way. And so therefore it's not the hard way. You know, I've been fired once. So maybe that's an example of learning the hard way. Yeah. Well, I hope people don't take what you just said. And it's absolutely valid perspective around how managers ought to behave. So, but I hope some the folks who are listening to this don't take that and then somehow come away with it and say, ah, see, I'm right. It is okay to disagree. I should be able to disagree with my boss in public. And Look, folks, we don't know your boss. We have no idea how your boss is. We know that a significant number of bosses do not like disagreement in public. And so, yeah, maybe they should. We just talked about it, that most of the effective managers and executives we know do permit and relish disagreement in public. But it's likely that your boss isn't that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks, everyone. Now, we said don't disagree with your boss in public this week. Next week, we're going to talk about specifically how to disagree with your boss. So we'll see you then. So long.